Welcome to a new episode of It Be Your Own People, a new podcast about what's going on in pop culture and being a POC in today's social environment, because sometimes it be your own people. Maybe it's your brother, sister, or friend. Karen at the job or Karen next door, a leader of the movement you thought you could trust. Most of the time, it's somebody you already know. Beware the wolves, y'all. And now more than ever, people are showing you who they really are, and you need to know who you can trust. And welcome back to yet another fun-filled episode of It Be Your Own People. Tree, let the people know. Let's get this party started. What you drinking over there, girl? So my cocktail today is actually not a cocktail at all. I'm having a Corona seltzer and it's the mango flavor. It tastes, it tastes all right. I just decided to try something new today. What about you? Well, I was a Trader Joe's the other day and I saw that they had them red stripes on sale and I just had to pick some up and I am sipping on that red stripe. Perfect. So now let's get into this game. It's game time. Yes, we have a good one. You know, this is one of our favorite games. We had to bring it up for a part two. What you doing? Holiday edition. Yes, since you know the holidays are upon us, we have only two months left in the year. You got to start to think about these things. So my first one is since Halloween just ended, what you doing if you go to a Halloween party, but you're the only one in a costume? Girl, I might have to get creative and try to figure out a way to make that a really funky outfit and just own it. I hear you because my problem is when you think, okay, the party on Halloween weekend, you're expecting, all right, I guess I got to dress up a little bit. And some people go all out with their costumes. But at the same time, you need to let me know if it's going to be an adult thing and we just having drinks. Like, should I just bring a bottle of wine and come regular? Let me know. Yeah, I feel like that's almost definitely a setup. Like, you have to let the people know what kind of function are you expecting to walk into. And also, please, you know, be mindful of your friends' phobias and fears and whatnot. Because I was at a Halloween party over the weekend and girl, I know you listen because it was your party, loyal listener of the show. And I show up and there's a whole it clown there. Girl, I had to have so much to drink to just calm myself down. I could not. I hear you. I hear you now for Thanksgiving because, you know, it's a very important part of the year. You come to eat. All the food better be on point. What you doing if you show up to a Thanksgiving dinner and somebody's dumbass and put raisins in the mac and cheese? I'm going to pinch myself and wake up from the nightmare that I'm in because no one I hang out with would ever put raisins in the mac and cheese. I'm clearly in the get out house if that happens. Fact. Same here. I don't know anybody that does that shit, but apparently it's a thing. So if you don't know how to cook, I won't be showing up. That's a fact. And moving right along in theme with our holiday season. So after Thanksgiving, you get your grub on. Then the holidays come around. Christmas is around the corner. Tree, what are you going to do if you show up to your family function for the holiday party and your ex is there? Oh, no, that's just not happening. Like, let's be real. They know better. It's, that's not a thing. So I won't be doing anything because it's, it's not happening. But for you, what you doing? Um, I'm in the same boat as you. My family is very exclusive. And some most of the time, they don't even like inviting my exes when they're my currents. So I highly doubt that that's the case. But should I walk into the room and my ex should be there? I'm just going to be like, okay, well, I guess we uh playing the shade game today. Yes. But in the part that, you know, some people might have been together for a really long time or married and have now separated or divorced. And somehow some disrespectful person in your family decides to invite that person over knowing you are no longer together. Um, you just lost a couple family members. That's all I got to say. Facts on facts on facts. OK, so what about this isn't your ex? But you show up to a, uh, you're with your current, you've been dating for a long time and they invite you over to their family Christmas party, but you're really nervous, right? Cause you want to make a good impression. So you take a few just to knock the nerves out, but then you end up over serving yourself just a little bit and you show up to the family party drunk. No, ma'am. That's a no, no, no. First of all, if I do that, like there's no more relationship It's over because you cannot come back from that. I don't care how great it is. If you show up drunk, like that's it. It's a wrap. I have shown up to significant others, family parties drunk, but it hasn't been the first one. 
Like the first one, you can't show up drunk. That's definitely when y'all been together, like maybe one, two, three years and y'all cool like that. But even so, you don't want to be too sloppy, sloppy because then they're going to be talking about you. No, but if you show up sloppy at any point, like, first of all, yes, it does depend on how drunk you are. If you are slurring your words, it's a hell no. If you stumbling, tripping over things, and definitely if you throw up, I mean, come on. There's no coming back from that. I don't care if it's the first time, if it's the 10th time, that's a problem. Especially Caribbeans. Caribbeans will drag you for filth forever. They will drag you and then drag who you date and their family members. So don't do it. Okay, and then finally... To wrap off the holiday season, it's 20. We're getting ready to bring in a new year. Hopefully 2022 serves what 2021 and 2020 cannot give us. So you're super excited. You go to the New Year's party with your boo, right? But the clock strikes midnight. You're getting ready to kiss up on somebody. And either you or your boo end up kissing somebody else. Who's getting cut? Oh, somebody's definitely going to feel that hurt of the new year because if the person I'm with kisses somebody else, oh, you about to get a pop or a slap to the face. And that's it. I'm walking out the door like we're not going to start off the new year ruining my year. No, sir. I'm be out. Bye. That's on facts. And girl, you know that if we have the same party and I see that it's gonna it's not gonna be a matter of when the beatdown happens but how bad the beatdown will be now on the flip side if i happen to be that person then oh it's a problem like i, don't I know saw if, nothing i saw I'm nothing drunk or something i don't know how i'm coming back from that i'm i'm guessing that the relationship is just not what i think it is you know what I'm saying? no girl because like i told you if i'm at the same party i see nothing and i will be distracting uh the booth like hey look over there look over there where you a mess Let's jump into this. What the fuck news? So Alec Baldwin finds himself in a bit of hot water while he was filming his upcoming new film. He accidentally fatally shot director of photography, Helena Hutchins, while filming, again, the movie Rust. Sally, tell us some more about this. Yeah, this has been trending in the blogs and the news for quite some time now because we really don't can't even begin to fathom and understand how this happened. Allegedly, they're filming a scene. Someone hands him a prop. They tell him that it's a cold prop gun, which I guess is film lingo for there's no live action. There's no live ammunition in the gun. They're practicing or they're rehearsing the scene. He pops off the gun. The gun did have a live round in it, and he ends up fatally shooting Hutchins and then shooting Joel Souza, the director, in the shoulder. Uh, as you mentioned, Hutchins, Hutchins tragically passed away at the hospital. Souza is alive. His wound was not fatal. But there's some shit going on on this set that just ain't adding up for me. A lot is definitely not adding up. Um, we even were told that his cast member was even mentioning on his live prior to the shooting days before the shooting that he barely got training Mm -hmm. to use guns on set. And again, this is just him freely speaking before any accident happened. Now we find out days later, probably a week later after this happened, that some of the crew members were actually shooting beer cans with the same gun that they handed to Alec Baldwin. Like, how does this make any sense? I'm very confused here. And this isn't even the first time that they've had a prop gun or alleged prop gun related accident on set. Uh, Some members have quit production entirely because they were uncomfortable due to lack of COVID-19 protocols. But also they felt that the gun inspections weren't altogether there and that there were two accidental prop gun discharges before that particular incident. So I'm just like, Y'all definitely cutting corners over there with your staffing or you're not really checking credentials or you really wanted some shit to pop up on set so that this shit could be trending and get more views and likes for your film that wasn't nobody going to see anyway because who's interested in Alec Baldwin? Yeah, but I mean, not for nothing. I also feel like it's a bit of a, a setup because a few days afterwards, hashtag Alec for prison was trending on Twitter with tons of comments on Alex's past behavior and mentions of him wanting to shoot people. These are all unrelated things that happened. Doesn't matter how long ago. The fact of the matter is he was on set. He was at work. He showed up to his job and the person who was supposed to hand him a gun that was not real 
didn't do that. Exactly. So I don't understand how people are coming after Alec Baldwin. I'm actually on his side in this and he is he's innocent. Yeah, I did see that, too. And I don't understand why they would want him to go to prison when this is obviously an innocent mistake on his part. He was clearly following the directions of what he thought were the skilled professionals on set who are supposed to be in charge of these things. Yes. And now let's move on to the beating of Massachusetts professor that lasted for hours because of unrequited love. Oh, no. Tell us more. Yeah, girl. Okay, so you know it's really hard for us singles out in these streets. When somebody says no, it's no. Move on. If they don't want you, they don't want you. But apparently this one professor girl, she just could not handle the no. And recently we found out that a Mount Holyoke College art professor has been sentenced to at least a decade in prison after she admitted to beating and torturing a colleague for four hours with a fire poker and garden shears, girl. What kind of Guantanamo Bay ass torture is that? Crazy. I mean, I guess the love was that good. Still don't make it right. But that's damn crazy. And the woman did not have the same feelings for her. Like, again, no means no. What the hell? Right. I was just like, girl, it's already bad enough for us academics. Now you want to add a 10 to 12 year prison sentence and you 50. This lady is 50 years old. So by the time she comes out here, I'm just like, you're done. Like your goose is cooked. She's going to wait and find her next victim because people like that are crazy. And her name is Rie Hachinyagi. And again, she was sentenced on last week for 10 to 12 years in Massachusetts State Prison. And so now the woman has permanent injuries. Like, come on. Yeah, I'm just like, I really just want to say, what could have possibly driven her to that? part and i guess you know maybe some light stalking here and there i guess i can understand because we all do it um but garden shears and a fire poker where did you find a fire poker in 2021 crazy people do crazy things and on top of that with all of the dating getting fatal and just even more insane y'all better watch out for these new stds so there's a new std called donna venosis oh child yeah and it's real ugly i mean no std is pretty but this one at least this one you cannot hide if you have it because if you get it you're gonna end up with a flesh eating bacteria that is going to look like you have beefy red ulcers all over your body and i need y'all to be careful because this is being spread around in the united kingdom and the uk was where that breakout case that brought COVID in here in 2020 was. So y'all need to be careful who you lay down with over here. Yeah, we don't want any of that. So uh, watch out. But most concerning to us as the host of this podcast is the name of this disease because it is definitely coming from one of our most favorite people in the world. Like Donovanosis, come on, don't do that. Let's get into regular, regular, regular news. Girl, the world is full of fraud, cons, and scams, and ain't nobody safe from them. The latest fraudster out on these streets is a fake Drake tree. What? Stop it. Yup, Drake got a doppelganger lookalike who's been out here, and people are calling him all kinds of funny hashtag names. So you got fake Drake, you got Frizzy for fake Drizzy. I definitely saw somebody in the blogs calling him six fraud. No. Mm-hmm. But looking like him is not the only thing he's doing. Apparently, he was spotted out in these Miami streets, out in the clubs, performing Drake songs. Now, that's crazy because and the thing was, the real Drake was in Beverly Hills celebrating his birthday at the moment. So that mm-hmm. don't even make no damn sense. But on top of that, like, come on, we know that we make fun of Drake's light skinnedness. Everybody does. But every light skinned black man with a beard is not Drake. Like, no no girl this fraudster is taking it way too far because he apparently has also cut his hair to have that heart-shaped little design on his hairline he's walking around in these crazy ridiculous you know like the white parkas with the fur lining um there was one video that academics posted on his instagram where academics is out here like oh yeah look at frizzy he's going on tour he's doing the big things and i'm just like i'm pretty sure that this is trademark infringement somewhere like that man will sue you champagne poppy does not play 
Well, I mean, this isn't the first time that people have done this. There are a lot of doppelgangers that actually make their money, you know, looking like another celebrity. And we know that there are people out there who have gotten many surgeries to look like other people. We have fake Michael Jackson's, Britney Spears. Like, but at, at one point where people don't know whether it's a real Drake or not, that's the problem. Like, you can't be getting Drake money if you're frizzy. See what I'm saying? That's true, because I'm going to be big mad if I get tickets to some club opening or something and they're charging me $100 to see Drake and what I'm getting is Frank. That part. Now, let's move on because we have to be careful with the fake Drakes, but we also have to be careful when handling those Amazon packages. You just never know what's in them. And a driver got fired. Why did he get fired, girl? Girl, because he's out here having way too much fun in the back of the van that Amazon is paying for him to deliver these packages. Now, if COVID has taught us anything else is that y'all should definitely be wiping down the packages so you don't get the Rona. But you also might get this donobinosis from the packages themselves. That's a hot mess. But an Amazon delivery man was uh, his video surfaced on the tick and the talk after a woman was leaving the back of his Amazon van in Tampa, Florida, because of course, Florida is always doing all the wrong things. Oh, yeah, and yeah, the yeah. video was shot in June, but recently posted to TikTok. So it showed this man opening the door for a woman in a skimpy black dress. And then what happened? So the woman comes out and looking very happy, I might add. She comes out and... All you see is the man basically, you know, doing his, well, thanks for coming, all puns intended. And then he drives off in the van. Amazon has confirmed that he no longer works for the company and that they do not allow unauthorized passengers to enter delivery vehicles. But all I'm saying is, I guess Homegirl will sign up for that premium prime delivery. That part. Right now, it is time for B-A-N of the week because sometimes bitch asses has no bounds. And this week, it goes to a very cray-cray, Michaela from Married at First Sight. Now, all we've been doing in the past few weeks is bringing up different people on this show, Married at First Sight. There's only like eight or ten people in this cast. So you know it's a problem when each week, somebody has to get it. But Michaela went off the walls when her then husband, they were having a talk about not wanting to be married anymore. Homeboy just wants to go home. It's like when someone tells you leave and then you want to leave, but then they cry and they want you to stay. It was that type of thing. And then, girl, what happened? Oh, my God. So she's over here. I can't even say that what she did was throw a temper tantrum because that honestly would be an insult to toddlers. She just went ballistic. She was busting frames. She was hopping over and throwing, like, tossing around tables like they were nothing. She was beating up on production. She got all mad at um, Ryan, even though we don't like Ryan. Uh, we did not appreciate the fact that she was talking to this grown-ass man like he was a child. But yeah. the thing that, like, got me the most was that in these conversations she's having with Zach, she's telling him to go. And then five minutes later, she's like, when did I say that? When did I tell you to go? I'm just like, girl, you know, production is going to pull out these receipts showing exactly what you said and when you said it. See, that's the part that I don't get is that if you are a liar and you're in a relationship, you can do or say whatever you want. But when you're on a TV show, a reality TV show, everything that you say is recorded. And every time you lie production, when we see the show, they will play what you actually said. This is what happens with Michaela, where she basically, it's just like a very bad, toxic relationship. And seeing them together literally makes my head hurt because I don't understand what they're doing. The man cries all the time because she is emotionally abusing him. And then she might she be physically abusing him, too, based on what I saw out in that barn. Yeah, might be, because that was one hell of a wreck that she put on the place. And then the following week when she goes and actually the both of them go and speak to their not really therapists, but the matchmakers, whatever you want to call them. She lies about it all and says that she was having a breakdown, a panic attack, something to do with her father passing. She tries to make herself look like the victim. And he you know what? I was so happy that he said, I have my boundaries and I can't listen to this. And he left. I was so happy to see that. But then towards the end of the episode, they end up wanting to try again. And I'm like, you know what? You two crazy mother effers are 
actually meant for each other because it's ridiculous. They make my head hurt in the worst possible way because she's sitting there telling the the marriage counselor therapist lady, Dr. Pepper. Oh, Zach claims that I have these bad reactions to the things that he says, but I cannot say that I've had a bad reaction. And I was sitting there. I was like, yep, girl, you are correct. You cannot say that you had a bad reaction because what you had was a catastrophic reaction okay girl and sure enough here comes production rolling that tape back and showing exactly what you did and the funny thing was that dr pepper couldn't even say anything to her because she just wants her to speak Mm -hmm. obviously dr pepper saw the footage too and wants to say bitch you crazy so dr pepper was sitting there and she was trying to give her an opportunity to take accountability for the things that she's done and she goes so really You cannot think of a single time when you may have overdone it just a tad. And I'm just like, I'm I'm like, can we get some real black people in the show? Because this coddling stuff that they're doing, I can't. I'm sorry. No. And you cannot tell me that you seriously thought these couples were good people for each other. Y'all doing this shit for ratings while you're simultaneously ruining people's lives. Yeah, they are emotionally fucking these people up. Mm -hmm. Because after seeing that, I'm like, y'all can't go and date regular people. Also, regular people have seen this and don't want to date you either. I'm just, I'm I'm so done with the show, but I need to watch. That's the thing. It's so toxic, but I have to watch to see how it all ends. Because we know all of them will be getting divorces. Yep. And sure enough, on the next installment of this show, we will probably be talking about somebody else from that cast that needs BA end of the week. And now time for... Hashtag we winning. We are so happy for this installment of we winning because we need to recognize when people deserve to get their things. And of all the artists that we mention and talk about on this show, we stand for Missy Elliott, who is finally getting her own star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Girl, I didn't realize she didn't have one already. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, Missy is icon, been around for decades, always throwing it down with the moves, new music, her own language. I mean, she just be doing all the things. So the fact that she is now getting her due diligence, go ahead, girl, clap it up for that. And on her journey to accept this much-deserved, way overdue accomplishment will be Lizzo Sierra and her longtime manager, none other than Mona Scott Young. Did you know Mona Scott was her manager? I did not know that. I didn't know that either, but I also didn't know she was managing Lizzo Sierra. I mean, this woman know how to make money off of other people. Damn, she on all the things. Okay, some class from Mona Scott Young, too, for getting all the money. Yeah, clap for that woman, too. And she Haitian, so, you know, we got multiple jobs. I hear you. Girl, you right. You are so right. And you know what? Honestly, I feel like uh, Missy should have gotten that Hollywood Walk of Fame star when she was out here giving us all the good and cheap, cheap Holly, uh, Halloween costume ideas. Because Super Duper Fly, I can't tell you how many babies I just seen wrapped up in a garbage bag and some goggles. Yes, very cute. But they will be at the unveiling of her star. And yeah, it's about damn time. So we're here for this. And something else that we are here for is the New York City mayoral elections have wrapped up. We have a new mayor. Bill de Blasio is out the door. Bye-bye, Billy D. And say hello to new black man mayor, Eric Adams. Eric Adams with the uh, ear piercing, right, right? So now you better go and do all the things you said you was going to do. But also, he's, yes, the second black mayor of New York City. I just want to get to a point where we don't have to count anymore. That part. You know what I'm saying? But I am really happy and excited. He is a retired police captain, former state senate, and two-term Brooklyn borough president. And now he is the city's 110th mayor. Clap it up for these black people doing all the black beautiful things. Yep. Yep. And you know, it's a win for representation for sure. I've made no, I have not hidden the fact that I am a little bit wary about his political platform, considering that he is a retired police captain. But let's, you know, I'm going to wait and give him a chance and see if he does the things he promised. So don't just stop at the ear piercing, bruh. Let's just stay on the positive side right now and give this man his claps for being mayor. Boom. 
It is time for some Black Bachelorette magic. So with our girl, Michelle Young, as our current Bachelorette, we want to know which men are the front runners and who went home and who we want to go home. So I know, Sally, old girl, you did not see uh, the episode from this week yet, but Ooh, girl, Jamie done turned into a whole hot mess from last week to this week. I don't even know what the hell happened. He went on one solo date with her, got the rose, and decided to fuck her whole life up. And So then, what you're telling me is that he's a quintessential toxic BAN who should not be on the show? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, suddenly, after last week, and he was all chill, even though he made her feel like everybody was questioning her actions, which is like... Sir, you are a contestant on the show. This is not your show. This is not how it works. He decided to, in every one of his confessionals, just be all cocky and confident. Like, he had it. Like, he just thought that he was the shit. Like, his comments were so rude. He even at one point took, oh, he was on a group date. So I guess he was probably mad that he wasn't on a solo date, but he went on a group date. And from that group date, he did not get the roles. So after that happened, he went and took one of the producers aside, probably thought no cameras were around, but you know, cameras are always around. And he was basically popping off and saying how, oh, this is like, I mean, there's no comparison to him and the other men. This is like embarrassing how she's basically acting like she's on spring break. Like what is going on here? I thought there would be a lot better, you know, selection of men here. Are you kidding me? Oh, no, not kidding you. But the funny thing was that Michelle did not find out about that at all. So, ooh. How does she not find out about this bullshit? Like, who are the people behind the scenes that won't tell her the truth about what these bitch-ass men are doing? Because the production gets in when they need to. Do you get what I'm saying? But are her two girlfriends there? Can't they see this shit? That they didn't say anything. I don't think that they saw it yet because there are certain things that get taped and either production has to tell you or you wait and see it on the show like everybody else. I hope they didn't see it because I know that if it was me and I had my two besties there and they saw this shit, no production, no producer would be able to stop them unless they like locked them in a room. So that's what happened with Jamie. But before I get back to Jamie, Jamie was on the second group date. The first group date, our dude, Jay Ellis, aka Lawrence from Insecure, He was there because Michelle had a Top Gun themed group date and it was assisted by Jay Ellis and his co-star who basically um, are in Top Gun coming out in May of next year. So they had to do a lot of fun things like spin around and some thing and and speak their unrequited love to her which is kind of funny and then they had to do gladiator style knocking one guy off two people at a time had to knock like one person off i like that i like that i'm here for that yes so you know the pizza peter had issues with will and so peter when he was in the spinning situation was speaking italian to michelle then afterwards of course his nemesis will went right after him and will spoke spanish because you know will's like okay well i'm i'm gonna take it up a notch and do even better and And at the end of it all, Will ended up winning. And, you know, Peter didn't like that. But Will got a bomber jacket. Like Michelle, that was his gift. Michelle gave him a bomber jacket. Oh, I like that. I like a nice, cute little bomber jacket. Okay, 90s style. It was very cute. And afterwards, the guys, they all, you know, went on a date with Michelle to speak to her one-on-one. So while they're all waiting, Will and Peter still have their back and forth. It's very childish. Girl, I can't. They need to stop. They need to cut that shit out. Peter is bringing it up. And so when Will goes to speak to Michelle, Peter takes Will's bomber jacket that he got as a gift. And he throws it in the water in the pool stop how old are we what is this a saved by the bell afternoon special apparently there he's five years old and so nate was there like bro come on that's see my man nate my man is like what is what are you doing why are you doing this and some of the other guys are basically saying the same but nate's facial reactions throughout the whole night was like literally sending myself and twitter like in a blaze it was i i saw on the twitter he's very memeable for sure face is memeable in the best way but um you know nate was standing up and and another person too but you know peter is who he is will comes back from speaking to michelle asks where his jacket is they say that peter threw it in the water will starts crying and you know what he didn't blow up he didn't say anything to him he walks away and i think he said to production or one of the other guys like i'm just tired of this man coming after you know when you're just so sick and tired of someone just always coming at your neck that's what happened with will yeah but will why did he cry like come on don't be doing that dominicans don't cry don't come on 
was too, it was too emotional for him. But the best thing about Will is he did not tell Michelle. And none of the guys told Michelle because he didn't want to ruin Michelle's great date and great night. And I was like, see, that's a true man right there. That's why you are better than Peter. So I say all that to say that later on, after both of the group dates and the single dates, Rodney with the neck, the large neck, had a solo date with Rodney Michelle. without the neck, you mean? He ain't got no neck, girl. That neck is gone. With, with the big shoulders, whatever he got. It's a lot happening in that area. But him and Michelle had a cute solo date and they had to do a various bunch of things. And at one point, there was a card that said, strip down naked and run around in the hotel. And of course, Rodney did it. He stripped down naked and he had a pillow in front of his situation in the front and he was running around. Now, Tasia and the other hosts were laughing. All the other guys came out and were dying. And I was like, what the hell is going on? But he did it. And um, then while they're having the last cocktail night before the roses are given out, I think one of the guys, I forget his name, basically asked Michelle, you know, how are you? Like, why? I'm just trying to make sure you understand that we all respect you. And last time, you know, you said that we were saying X, Y, and Z about you. She was like, yeah, that's what Jamie told me. So now that's when all the guys out find out that Jamie was the one that done started all this bullshit. Mm, was done in the dark. Was done in the dark. Well, Nate being the fine, tall uh, black man that he is, went and confronted Jamie with someone else. And Jamie was basically just kind of like caught in his lie. Michelle came back. All the guys found out that Jamie made this up because nobody was questioning Michelle's character or intent. And then she walked little trash ass Jamie's ass out. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. She walked him out. Yes. Take the trash out, girl. Take the trash out. Oh, and she. And she said, um, dumbass, dropping coats in the pool, Peter, home. She never found out about what Peter did, though. But, you know, her intuition, because, you know, she's a woman. She knew better. And she's so, a teacher. She'd be knowing about these things. She knows who to weed out. Exactly. So she tossed that out. She tossed him out the same way he tossed the jacket in the pool. She tossed him out. And all the other guys, you know, who are there, she still has a lot of really great potentials there. But me, I'm definitely for Nate, Joe, Romeo. I like what they have going. And I think Rodney, they had a cute date, but I like the other guys for her. That's all I'm saying. So my top contenders are definitely Nate because he fine, fine. He's funny. He can carry on a great conversation. And you know, I love a tall man. And then Will, I think he's very cute. He's very respectful. I'm going to let the crying situation slide because also us Latin, us Latinx people, when we cry, it's not because we're being, you know, a bitch, but because we're really trying not to knock your fucking head off. And ain't nobody trying to get sent home over a little weasel like Peter, who actually ended up getting sent home anyways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, and then, you know, please someone out there update Romeo's photo. He definitely looks way better than he does in any of these pictures that have been circulating about him. And that's not right. We got some hella good watches and reads for y'all. Check this out. So our girl Portia, even though she broke our hearts by announcing that she will not be returning to Real Housewives of ATL, you know that that really hurt us right down in our hearts. She's not leaving us hanging, y'all. She is coming out with her own show called Portia Family Matters. Treba, let the people know about all this tea that is percolating on the Bravo sphere. Yes. So the series will follow Portia and her family as she navigates life following her whirlwind romance. And when I say whirlwind, I mean all the way crazy. Uh, engagement to Simon Gubadia with her family and fans getting to learn more about her future husband in the series. So what we're going to see is Simon. We're going to see the father of her child. We're going to see her mother, her sister, and a couple other friends and family. And from that trailer that I saw, oh, it looks crazy. I mean, Portia's having fun because Portia knows how to get down. But we also see a little argument, you know, that happens and somebody has to hold. Actually, I think it was Simon. There was nothing little about that tussle. I thought it was a little, little, but I only saw a, a trailer. So I'm going to need to see the whole thing. But Portia's doing what she does best, which is act full, get crazy, get loud. But then, boom, she can switch it up in the next minute and be that boss business woman. So we get to see it all. I'm happy to see it. Yeah. And calling this a whirlwind romance is definitely an understatement because this is more like Hurricane Ida up in here. 
Absolutely. Now let's get into the 1619 Project book that's debuting later on this month on November 16th. I am super excited. I have already gone down to my local bookstore. I have it on pre-order to make sure that I get my copy as soon as it hits the presses. Nicole Hannah-Jones's work, which originally started as a limited series for Time Magazine, has now been expanded to a full-on book called The 1619 Project, A New Origin Story. And this book dramatically expands on the vision of the original magazine project with major expansions of the original essays. Uh, She's now including seven new essays by historians and dozens of new poems and pieces of fiction. So I like that this is not strictly just nonfiction and what might seem like a, a reference text or a textbook for class, but really an all-inclusive work that details the the journey of the African diaspora into slavery here in the United States. Great. All right. I I might have to check that out. And now we're going to move into Will Smith with his new show, talking about him being in the best shape of his life. So he's opening up about his mental health in this new fitness docuseries. Now, I should have known there was something when he got everybody up in a buzz last summer or was it earlier this year where he was like, hey, I'm out of shape because of, you know, COVID help me get in shape. What can I do? He got everybody buzzing. And so I should have known or maybe after he did that, everybody came to him or, you know, a few people came to him about doing this series. Yeah, I've heard a couple of interviews that he's done in response to that photo, also talking about his book, because the series is also he was taping the series around the same time that he was finalizing uh, the debut of his book, where he also mentions how he found himself in such a dark spot that at one point in his life, he contemplated suicide. And one of the things that I appreciate about him as a person is the fact that even though he has all this fame, even though he has all this fortune he really talks about real shit that we go through and like not just real shit within his marriage but what it's like being a father what it's like being a black man and I think that it's so important that he is willing to highlight all of these uncomfortable conversations that most people are not willing to do but for him to put that out there not just in the book but also in this docuseries I'm here for it and I am here I resonated so loud with him when he posted that picture of I am out of shape I was just like girl I'm glad I'm not the only one yeah, uh, I will be interested to check a little bit of this out, but I really think it's good that he's opening up about his mental health because I feel like with, you know, famous actors, actresses, singers, entertainers, however you entertain people, when you become so big and you're on top for a while, you feel that pressure of needing to stay on top. And when no one's looking for you, a few years go by, people really get into a deep, dark depression. We've seen it with so many other celebrities. We've seen, you know, the famous Robin Williams take his own life. So to hear that Will Smith of all people, who literally seems like he jokes everything off, I just find it to be so crazy that he is telling us that he contemplated suicide. But I, I look forward to see what he says. Let's get into this. Reality Roundup. So in this celeb news, Cardi B is going to be hosting this year's American Music Awards later on this month on November 21st. I say clap to this girl. Like, let me tell you, this is a big jump and it's a big ass deal from homegirl from the Bronx and loving hip hop. Come on now. Yup, I'm like, girl, that is a major come up from the stripper pole to the AMA awards. Get into it. And if there's one thing that I can say about Cardi is mama is always working because she just had that baby like what, six weeks ago? And now she's got AMAs coming up Um, from the Twitter sphere. I heard that she's got this new project and album in the works. So she's really out here just doing all the things, making all the M's and I'm here for her. Okay. Yeah. And also one thing we can say about Cardi is the chick is funny. Whether you want to hate her or not, she is funny as hell. So this is true. I can't wait to see what kind of monologues, jokes they have her doing. Shade oh, that she going to be throwing. All the shades. Throw it all. So I cannot wait. It's going to be good. And now we just recently talked about Will Smith. So what is his wife up to? Girl, this man can't catch a break. She was on Red Table Talk. Somebody need go. Somebody is going to have to take that Red Table away from her. Because sometimes she just be talking about stuff that really be throwing this man under the bus. So she was on there with Gwyneth Paltrow. And they were having conversations 
about what it's like being in long-term relationships and sex life in your marriage. And she was going off on how hard it is to maintain the sex life in her marriage with Will. Damn. I mean, I get it. They've been married for a really long time, but I'm just like, you just came off of this huge scandal uh, where you admitted entanglements outside of your marriage. Everyone knows that who you really wanted is Tupac Shakur and Tupac in here. So like, come on, girl. What you doing? What you doing? Okay, well, they've been married for, what, over 20 years. So it's only natural that being with one person for a long time, having, what, two children they have together, whatever goes on in their bedroom or not the bedroom, wherever they have sex, is their business. But when you open it up to the world, you also open it up to all these comments. Let's just call a spade a spade, you know? Yeah, and so, she got real mad, too, when people sounding off on her saying, um, she went on Twitter the other day, and she's just like, you guys just take everything out of context. I normally wouldn't respond to this, but I got time today. And she goes, just to be clear, there is nothing wrong with my sex life. Well, if that's the case, then why would you bring it up? Well, I mean, I don't think she said anything wrong. She said that it's hard to maintain their sex life, especially when you're both popular people and you're working. Even if one was popular and one wasn't. Like, if you're not in the same place, then yes, it is hard to maintain that sex life so i i get it but you know at this point i don't need to hear any more about you and will sex jada just whatever keep it to yourself but now let's move on to some reality tv so below deck the new season is here and yes captain lee has returned what do you have to say about lee and what do you have to say about rachel because she's still annoying me so first off welcome back boat daddy he's the number one captain in our hearts and in our souls. And honestly, you know, Captain Sean, he was all right. And I do appreciate that he's very hands-on and he cares about the experience of the guests. And he's not afraid to actually get his hands dirty. Like, he's not a, a delegate person. He's a, I have a vision. I'm going to execute it. And I'm going to say that beach little picnic that he set up, that was fire. That uh, was real cute. Yeah. Like, you mean to tell me he's not a delegate? <laughs> Oh, Captain Sean is definitely a dilly gaff. He don't give a fuck. He don't give. And he told them that. He said, I will fire you. I will not hesitate yeah. to fire you. And that wasn't even his boat. I actually really did appreciate seeing how hands-on Captain Sean was. And you know what? A lot of captains, more than I would say 90% of the captains are not like that. But it was good to see him. He had an episode and a half. But Lee came back and I was happy to see that. Rachel, I don't understand. Your food is amazing. But why are you so mad at Eddie for telling the truth that the other castmates couldn't tell you last season because you were so belligerent and out of this world you're an angry nasty drunk and that's Eddie wasn't the only was one to go off about how crazy she was everyone had something to say exactly. about how she was acting I don't understand why she's taking it out specifically on him I feel like she's specifically taking it out on him because he's there She's and also, he was asked a direct question. He gave a direct answer. Sorry that he's not like Malia, always trying to like beat around the bush and brush it under the rug. But also, if you saw your actions and you saw that you were acting a damn fool, and I noticed that she was not drinking I at, just all at dinner, and I was like, so you do recognize that your actions before were, were trash. So why are you mad at Eddie again? Girl, shut up and just cook the amazing food that you cook. But Treva, did you notice, though, changes in her plating? Yeah, she's using the whole plate now. Yeah. She's using the whole plate and she's centering the food. So maybe she must have heard a little bit something, something from our little critique here. Hopefully. But also, I am already not feeling this new Chief Stew Heather. She's just very... Her face is weird. She's giving a lot of... Um, all over the place? She's giving a lot of all over the place and not put together. And she's so proud to say that I climbed the ropes in five years. Like, that's amazing, girl. But on top of that, like, you're not doing a great job. And I feel Frazier for every little thing he says under his breath. I'm like, I am here for this mess because I'll give it another episode or two before y'all go at each other's throats. But also, Heather is really scatterbrained. Like, she doesn't know how to delegate properly to her team jessica not for nothing she is 35 and old girl heather chief suit is 25 why does jessica look younger than heather come on girl you better fix that whatever you okay doing, so i thought it was just me but when jessica says she's 35 i was like bitch where because first younger. of all you're aging flawlessly flawless the thing is is that she minds her business that's what it is. She minds her business. She stays hidden in laundry. So she also gets all that steam. So she's exfoliating all day. That's her secret. 
Damn, you telling me I got to mind my business to look younger? Mm, all right, forget and it. And do I laundry, guess, apparently. I guess I'm going to look older because I'm not doing butt. And Raina, yes, my black girl, Raina. I just love her whole energy. I love her. Like, girl, bye. Yep, she does not play with anybody. And she's about to have the craziest hookup with Jake. And I, I smell a threesome coming, so I can't wait for all this. I do. I'm with you on the messy train, so I cannot wait for that. But one thing that I will say that, and honestly, I was here for Raina from day one when she stepped in with all her black girl magic and this all black charter came on. The thing that I liked about her is that when they were saying goodbye to the charter guests, she goes, this was such a great experience for me because black people, people who look like me don't even understand that these opportunities are available to them and like stepping outside and trying something different. And I was just like, go on girl, using your platform to highlight the ting ting. And also she says she's going to be a black captain one day. And I believe it. Raina. So I can't wait to see all this uh, fabulousness. But so far, I'm loving the cast. I just can't wait till all the mess happens. Okay, now on to the challenge. I mean, listen, I love me some CT all day, every day. But what do you see in Emmy that apparently the rest of the world is not seeing? The girl's annoying. Okay, she's annoying. She's overly dramatic. I mean, normally that makes for some good TV, but I'm so, so, so over her. And to see her go in with Bettina last week, I really was rooting for Bettina. And Bettina kept saying all the right words. Right, Stella? She kept saying, oh, they're not even thinking about me. Watch, I'm going to come back. I'm going to take her out. And you did absolutely the opposite. Girl, you did nothing. Did you even try? She did less than nothing. I don't even think she got a single thing that she needed in that elimination round. It didn't look like she was trying. And I knew her ass was going to go home because it was giving her way too much camera time last week. Way too much camera time. And don't nobody care about what Bettina got with that ridiculous ass laugh of hers. Yes, that's true. But at the same time, I felt bad that she was isolated. You know, as a rookie, they come in and some of them make friendships like the way Logan did and the way what's the other boy Emmanuel with the tattoos the dirty the dirty hippie the dirty hippie Emmanuel like the way he has made really good friends with the vets I'm glad to see that Corey was on Bettina's side because she really felt isolated and I felt like you know what by the time she got to the actual elimination round that she was just defeated mentally defeated yeah he wanted to go home and so I was like uh you know what I don't need to see you back but it was nice to have you there girl but anyway I can't wait to see what happens because it is a man's week this week and all I gotta say is I'm tired of the same people winning so we need to see what's what's going on. Yeah, like uh, Nicki Minaj told Miley Cyrus, what's good? What's really, really good out here? That part. And now let's get on to Married at First Sight. We already done mentioned Crazy Girl, uh, Michaela and Zach earlier. But what about the rest of the couples? Because they are still not doing any better. Girl, first of all, I'm going to need a moment of silence for Bao because homie cannot catch a break. If it's not her husband trying to gaslight her and treating her like yesterday's trash, apparently it really be your own people because her best friend is out here putting her on blast. Yeah, what kind of best friend was that? I did not like that. When uh, uh, What's his face? Johnny goes and says, oh, well, I had a conversation with Bao's best friend and she told me all about Bao's really toxic manipulative patterns and making the guy feel like they can do no right and all this other bullshit I go so all the things that you do to her kind of sounds like you're projecting my thing was I was expecting Bao to deny what the best friend was had said to Johnny instead she just kind of said no you know she kind of made it seem like those were different instances which I'm sure they are every person is different you're not going to act the same in every relationship but at the end of the day Johnny can you just leave this woman alone take her out of her misery we know that you don't want to be with her but to constantly talk disgustingly about her each and every episode it's like um who told you that you are a prize that's why Bao's about to go find chocolate Zach and they about Mm -hmm. to have a good time so I can't wait to see Johnny get his and I can't wait for the reunion union too because his ass is trash yeah um i really need to know what kind of job his mother did to make him think that he is out here jason momoa in these streets when you are not sir you are not that part and now on to brett like i really want better for her because they set her up with a trash bag ass man a whole toolbox 
he is a bum. And on top of that, he already knows, like they already decided they were going to end their marriage at the end of this process. But he couldn't even wait a couple of days. He had to go on the, the Twitter or the whatever dating app he was on. He couldn't even wait. And not even that, he didn't tell her. Brett's friend had to tell her that she matched with her current husband on a dating app. How dare you? Terrible. Just terrible. How dare you? And then the excuses that he was giving where he goes, oh, well, what did he say? Something about it not being active or it was deactivated. And I'm just like, clearly you're on it because you just recently matched with the friend. Well, the thing is, he said he wasn't active that day or he deactivated it that day. But I mean, the apps will tell you, even though you turn it off or you don't use it for that day, you will still be shown for the next two to three days. Mm -hmm. That's clearly what he doesn't know. But the fact of the matter is that you were on in the last three days and you went on a dating site and then he tries to make it seem like oh well, she doesn't understand it's not about understanding wait until you are actually divorced before you go try to find the next one but you are bummed so don't nobody want you anyway and moving on to bums i mean not for nothing i really don't like jose but i wasn't mad at rachel either now when rachel got locked out by jose she went to the ex's house that's what she fucked up she knew she fucked up i mean okay and here's the thing where she's just like oh well i knocked on everyone's door and no one let me in i'm just like honey you are on a reality tv show so you had i don't know how many people from production around i'm pretty sure that they would have put you up in a hotel room that they have additional units somewhere in the building like this is not their first rodeo you just so happened to have needed to go to an ex's house after you know how this man feels about cheating and you're a self-admitted cheater Okay, that is not the point. The point is, even if there were other places to go, this makes for better TV because Jose was an asshole by locking her out. So she said, okay, you know what? And she said she didn't do that of spite, but girl, we know you did. You're going to go to an ex's house as if you don't have friends and family. This is the better story. This is the drama that I need to see. Is someone being shitty to you? So you said, oh, guess what? I'm going to be a shit face back to you and i bet you she had sex with the ex too this is true and now that i think about it production probably set that shit up because you know they're probably like oh so you don't know anyone in the area or the near vicinity or anyone that you know that will pick up your call at this hour i can see them doing that absolutely and trust and believe she has family members and friends she could go to this was a lot better so i'm here for it also jose was a complete dick to her and locked her out so anything that happens after that homeboy Boy, hey, <laughs> not saying you asked for it, but I'm saying. And on to Gil and Merla. I mean, you know, at this point, I feel like they are a good couple, which is so weird to say because they were the ones that I absolutely did not see them making it. But I, I, I kind of like them. So yeah. Um, after last week, I think I have flipped, and I'm now more Team Merla than I am Team Gil because I really don't like the way that he stays trying to come for her. And honestly, she is Team spending but stacking she got the monties to do the spending but she also got the monties to stack so why are you out here trying to be all up in her grill about her shoes and her purses and wanting the latest iphone like she got it she has the resources to be able to live the life she wants and the life she needs i hear you on that but my thing is gil has been saying that from day one and that's fine but now it's like seven eight weeks later you have to choose your battles if this is if this person's lifestyle is not for you, then just leave it alone and stop trying to make it a thing. Stop trying to make it a relationship and a marriage that's going to last. Because if this person is who you want, then you won't keep nitpicking at these things because she didn't change. She actually changed a little bit for the better for you, but like she's, that's who she is. And if you don't like it, then can y'all just get a divorce and stop bringing up the same things you was complaining about in day one, her shoes and the money she spends. Mm, All that, all that. And that is what we have for you today. But make sure to check out for this week's Housewives Snippet. If you want to hit us up to say hey or let us know about any It Be Your Own People moments, send us an email at ibyoppodcast at gmail.com. Hey, y'all. Don't forget to like and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Podcast. And that's all we have for you today on It Be Your Own People. Stay woke. Stay alert and tune in next time.